1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Kevin Saul joins us, Wichita State Athletic Director. And we always hit you with a music question right out of the shoot, Kevin. Uh, any fandom for the cult? I can't say that I
0: spent a whole lot of time uh, with the Colts. No CDs, no records, no tapes, no 8-tracks that I can remember.
2: There you go. Uh, that uh, That's not surprising. Me neither. You are spending a lot of time preparing uh, for this athletic school year at Wichita State. We've seen some uh, changes to Coke Arena already with handrails up in the higher uh, – seating sections which well you've gotten a lot of uh, compliments for that and then uh, kind of a new way to get into the arena tell us a little bit about always looking for improvements
0: well i'll be glad to it bob jeff thanks for having us on the show so we you may remember last summer we started with uh, four or five listening sessions with our fans and it created about 150 unique pieces of feedback before last basketball season we were able to knock out right around 80 to 90 of those, and uh, certainly had some items that would require a little bit more effort um, or some resource planning. Um, And so you're seeing a couple of those here this week. Number one are the handrails in the upper deck, certainly has been a topic of conversation, um, pretty consistent one in in my time here and, and makes a whole lot of sense for us to look at that. The beauty of that project. Is those actually are, are designed by uh, students and faculty in the college of engineering here on campus and they're actually been manufactured on campus on the innovation campus so that part's been really really good and we contracted with a company to have those installed so if you haven't seen those yet uh, they'll be really helpful for folks in the upper deck and then the second component is we purchased uh, brand new metal detectors and the new technology now allows you pretty much just to walk in at the speed of normal walking pace. Um, We'll do some educational components. Um, There's a couple of pretty common items that will trigger those metal detectors, like a sunglasses case or a prescription glasses case, but it's uh, pretty forgiving. And the technology is such that uh, you can kind of just walk through. And so um, it'll do a little over 2,000 people uh, per hour. And so we've got those set up all over the concourse. And the goal here has basically met, been uh, folks that have been historically standing out in the cold, waiting to get in while the others are going through screening, that that experience will will be put to bed, um, if you will, and folks can just kind of walk right in. And uh, so that'll be good. Both two elements that we felt like was important for our ability to, to serve our, our uh, uh, the fans, season ticket holders in Shocker Nation. As far as uh, soliciting feedback, is that something uh, you'll continue to do regularly? What's kind of maybe like a, a time frame on on how often uh, you would do something like that? And how do you kind of discern when you get those 150 pieces of feedback? Do you say, okay, well, let's get to work and well, let's do all 150? Or, or how do you kind of discern uh, how to go down that list? I think, Jeff, it would be like if you were – Putting together a list of a dozen home improvement projects you know you you might have some low-hanging fruit that you can knock out pretty quickly that's going to take a little bit of organization or effort or energy or maybe just some different communication or collaboration and doesn't have a a significant monetary cost there may be some things that that do have significant monetary costs that are going to require some planning and so the rhythm for input of feedback we will try to do something organized at least once or twice every year. And so we did those five listening sessions last summer. We did a, a fan survey to solicit feedback um, right at the end of the season. Then we, we've also done as a part of our uh, Your House on the Prairie campaign, set up um, a pathway for feedback as well. And so we'll continue to pound that drum. I think it's really important that we create a first-class game day experience together uh, there will be some elements that just may be outside of of uh, what is realistic, but we're certainly going to make every effort that we can with the tools and resources that we have uh, to put forth a first-class driveway-to-driveway experience for our fans.
2: Kevin Saul with us, Wichita State's athletic director, always uh, happy to have him. Uh, so, Kevin, realignment. I don't know that we've talked to you a whole lot about it because. It's kind of been at the football level, but obviously it's reaching now into every conference at every level. We're seeing it with the American, which obviously has uh, quite a few football-playing schools. In fact, everybody except the Shockers. Now the word is that it looks like perhaps SMU will be on its way to the ACC. That's not official yet, but we, ex- we expect that potentially could happen. Uh, what's it like for an athletic director how much are you uh, monitoring all of this? Uh, how much do you, um, how how many phone calls? I, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is Wichita State potentially a part of all this realignment uh, down the road?
0: It's a great question, and I I think it's it's not necessarily a simple answer. I'll try to make it as simple as I can. It's it's an element that we have to pay attention to, uh, among so many other elements. And, and the way that we pay attention to it um, is to uh, stay regularly connected with, with peers and our professional network throughout the country, uh, to stay in consistent and constant communication with the league office, which certainly uh, has happened, will continue to happen, and then just to lean on trusted um, advisors, folks that have been a part of this. Um, we've got some very unique connections and resources um, available to us to help us um, forecast and project what could happen. And so, obviously, then you you work through thoughts in your mind. But at the end of the day, we have a commissioner and Mike Oresco that has done a phenomenal job, um, walked into the old Big East Conference in a very challenging situation in the early 2000s, Having come from the TV side of the industry, he's got fantastic uh, connections uh, in the broadcasting world. Um, really transformed the Big East Conference, and then had an opportunity to do the same in the American Athletic Conference, and has created, um, you know, wh- whatever you you desire to call it. I, I think it, it, it rivals a power conference. It's it certainly has been a high quality conference. Uh, both in in football and basketball, but also other Olympic sports. And there's many attributes that that we could talk about with the American Athletic Conference. At the end of the day, it's like um, when your coaches do really well, they're going to be sought out by other institutions. And so when you have institutions that do really well, they're sought out by other leagues. I think realignment, if you really think back, realignment started in the early 90s. Uh, With the SEC and South Carolina and Arkansas and the Southwest Conference transformation and the big big eight transferring into the Big 12 and then you got into the early 2000s the the Big East and uh, I was a student athlete at TCU for three years and we had three different leagues uh, all three of those years um, as a student athlete there and you've seen it over the last decade and a half uh, in all the leagues so Guys, I actually think that we're probably living in a world where alignment, realignment, will occur in in TV contract cycles. I think you'll see over time, uh, as the five, six, and seven-year TV contracts cycle in and cycle out, you'll see, um, uh, you know, questions and conversations happening about league affiliation. And so, I, I think it is a fluid environment. It will continue to be a fluid environment. That being said, you can only consolidate so much and uh, so we'll see where it goes it's something we have to keep our our finger on and understand where we are the unique piece for Wichita State specifically is we are the only non-football playing institution in the American Athletic Conference that's not a surprise Um, we are tied at the hip with the Naval Academy in Annapolis Maryland because they're a football only playing institution and so um, both Wichita State and and Navy um, if you will, are considered in combination one institution with one chair. And, and I think the important piece for us as we converse with our league is Wichita State, Navy, and every other member of the American Athletic Conference is fully a part of all realignment conversations. And so we will continue to, to monitor it, stay connected with our league office, and make sure that Wichita State's positioned in the right spot.
2: Kevin Saul with us. I'll follow up that question, and then Jeff will ask uh, the final question of the segment. Uh, is it okay, am I naive, to, to wonder about the power of television? I know it's always been powerful. It seems to be more powerful than ever. Where are we headed with college athletics vis-a-vis TV?
0: Well, I think that the market, and again, we're guessing here a little bit, but uh, trying to, to make educated guesses based on trends and what we see – I I think you're starting to see that even the television networks, uh, there's a ceiling to the the amount of resources um, that are available. If you you look at subscriber uh, numbers and you start to see the trends uh, shifting from linear television, the old uh, traditional cable networks, into uh, streaming and uh, streaming services, you're starting to see that transition. And so I think you will see over time, the next decade or two, um, streaming elements um, play a more significant role in college athletics and the broadcasting element. You've seen it in the recent Pac-12 conversations about Apple TV, um, and you, you occasionally, if you're paying attention, you'll see it uh, in relation to some other streaming um, companies. And so I think that's one piece. I think the other piece I mentioned is, is that we'll see some realignment conversations that will circle around, I think, cyclically with uh, the television contracts. But you know, realignment is is a, is a nebulous concept because um, you uh, you have a singular focus in terms of looking out for your institution, but you're also concerned with the strength and viability of your league. and you don't have all the information that the effort is to try to acquire as much as you can. And so I think television will continue to be a huge part. Obviously, that plays a, a significant financial component. Significant from a recruiting standpoint, connection to your alumni database, your, your alumni base, excuse me. Um, so, again, critically important. I just think you'll see it evolve in terms of the streaming um, capacity and, and future realignment discussions.
2: All right. Well, next time you're on, we'll uh, talk more about the individual sports. I know volleyball is up and running, as is uh, as are the fall sports, and I know you're excited about all that. We appreciate your time, Kevin, as always. Thank you. Thanks
0: for having us on the show. And real quick for the listeners, we've got our, our one lone home cross-country meet this uh, Saturday at 8.30 and 9 o'clock. The, the men and women will uh, will run in the JK Gold Classic out at L.W. Clapp Park. And so uh, Saturday morning, if you've got uh, some time, come out and support our student-athletes. It'll be a great event. So thanks for, again for having us on the
2: show, guys. That that would be worth it just to see that uh, park set up for cross-country. That's a, that's highly yeah, intriguing.
0: Coach Hunter and Rainbolt and staff have done an awesome job setting it up. It will be a first-class collegiate cross-country venue.
2: Thank you. We appreciate it. Take care, guys. Go Shockers.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?